Now, the rest of the story. Lord Francis Rawdon, gazing from a window in his quarters, could hardly believe his eyes. For there, through the main gate of the stockade, strode a tiny red-haired, blue-eyed woman, unarmed, unaccompanied, and yet issuing orders to the prison camp guards, as though she might be the King of England himself. I insist on seeing my boys, the woman exclaimed, and Lord Rawdon, the camp's commander, irresistibly impressed and a little amused, invited this bold intruder to tell him personally the rest of the story. You, she said, are holding my two sons a prisoner. The younger is barely fourteen. They were captured following a skirmish forty miles from here. The woman, her name was Elizabeth Hutchinson, the woman went on to relate how the boys were subsequently sword-slashed by an arrogant British officer, angered that his young captives had refused to shine his boots. They were then forced to march without food or water and even bandages for their wounds all the way to Camden, South Carolina, and to this very stockade. You may speak with your sons, Lord Rawdon said, but I ought to warn you that there's an outbreak of smallpox among the prisoners. Well, Elizabeth just brushed that warning aside and demanded once more to see her boys. Take this woman to the second floor of the jailhouse, Lord Rawdon told a sentry, and that ought to have been that. But only a short while later, Elizabeth returned, banging with her fist on the commander's door, her sons, on the daily ration of a solitary piece of stale bread, were starving to death. Their wounds from the British officer's sword remained untreated, and for all she knew, they were both contracting the deadly disease that was now ravaging the camp. I've heard there's to be an exchange of prisoners with the rebels, Elizabeth said. You must include my boys among the prisoners you release. And Lord Rawdon, more impressed than ever by the bravery of the fiery-eyed Irish immigrant, granted her request. For her elder son, Robert, help had arrived too late. The 40-mile journey home, made more arduous still by a cold, drenching downpour, only weakened him further. He died of smallpox two days later. But Robert's younger brother had become infected as well. So Elizabeth watched over him day and night until he was out of danger. And then she hurried off to Charleston Harbor, 160 miles away, to nurse ailing American captives aboard disease-ridden British prison ships. It was in this effort that she died several weeks later, probably of cholera, after which she was hastily buried in Charleston in an unmarked grave. Yet don't let it be forgot as we revisit and revere the men on whose deeds the foundation of this fledgling nation was laid, that one of those men would certainly not have survived to make a difference, but for the daring of his mother, Elizabeth Hutchinson Jackson, who alone, yet unrelenting, snatched him from British captivity in 1781. For the history of the American Revolution and beyond reveals the patriot who was to become the seventh president of the United States, Andrew Jackson, to have been above all a man of courage. Now you know where he got it, because you know the rest of the story.